The following message is from the 2019 IBCD Training Institute, Identity Crisis. Father in heaven, we thank you for the good teaching that we've had. We thank you for how you've reached us with your word and spirit. Please help us to be equipped to bless others as they struggle through their lives. And may you get all the glory in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so what I'm going to do is go through this outline. There's probably typos. If I catch them, I'll tell you. If not, that's my bad. Um, sloppy copy. Uh, I was so anxious to get these to them a couple months ago that uh, I didn't do due diligence and correct the grammar. <clears throat> it reminds me when I was in college, a guy gave me a good grade, said, you have a moral obligation to do something about your spelling and your grammar. Well, it uh, remains to be seen. If, uh, if I've done that. Okay, so let's go, go through this. I want to get through quickly and then leave time for uh, Q&A, okay? Q&A. Uh, engaging the heart or introduction, okay? Alice in Wonderland. You, I think you all remember Alice in Wonderland, right? <clears throat> the story. Helps us to grasp our confused culture <clears throat> and our friends. <clears throat> in Wonderland... Nothing is what it seems to be. Remember the story. Uh, actually, in Wonderland, normal is really abnormal. More accurately, abnormal is the normal. Mad Hatters, angry queens, off with their heads. <clears throat> Sounds like today. American or Western culture uh, really <clears throat> has fallen down the proverbial rabbit hole. Alice falls through that. Everything is, is odd and weird. Um, <clears throat> this is the umpteenth version of the garden. Right? What was the garden? Has God really said? So it's really that all over again. <clears throat> it's the garden and the temptation <clears throat> to try to think independently as we were reminded in the last plenary session just a while ago. Uh, it's really the garden <clears throat> or the temptation to the nth degree. What was Satan's starting point? <clears throat> Did God really say that? Th that's what God said, <clears throat> but that's not really what he meant. Okay? Uh, admittedly, <clears throat> today's pretty extreme. Uh, I lived through the 60s. Not many of you probably did, but you know, the 60s were weird. But it's getting stranger and stranger. Uh, but it's the same lie from the garden in a different form or really on immoral steroids. Uh, we're like the person, <clears throat> one of my illustrations, we're like the person who's pulled under in the ocean. Any of you ever go swimming, you know, in the ocean? Either one, the left coast here or the right coast. Uh, you go and what happens? You get pulled under, Right. And you get pounded on the bottom, and you know you think you're going to drown. And eventually, hopefully, actually all of you have made it, obviously. <laughs> you found the bottom, you pushed off, you broke the surface, and you got your breath again. <clears throat> so we're kind of caught in this, this riptide uh, of the cultural pull. <clears throat> uh, really, uh, our gay and lesbian friends are not happy with us 
they're out of the closet <clears throat> and they want us in the closet and they want to lock the door. Uh, people think that we can simply coexist, but uh, truth and the error can't live together. There always has to be that battle. <clears throat> well, since the Reformation <clears throat> times, when Protestantism began, uh, really it goes back to biblical times, but they reclaimed the gospel. Salvation alone, <clears throat> by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. Uh, uh, since that time, our culture's really been a dogfight. I mean, accurately, if you really want to, you could roll that back to Roman times when the early church is being killed and roll it way back <clears throat> to the garden. This conflict has always been going on between what? God and his word and humans who want to live basically however we want to live apart from God. So the divide between these two camps has grown wider and wider. I'm convinced that unless God does something, many of your young seminarians will end up in jail for preaching the gospel. It will be deemed a hate crime, and they will be arrested. <clears throat> have a friend uh, who was just with me recently uh, at my retirement, uh, came up to say hi, and uh, he was in Houston, and he still is in Houston. He's a pastor there. And if you remember just, what, two years ago, the lesbian mayor of Houston wanted all the sermons sent to her. Well, you know, I wanted to write her and say, gee, why don't you just go on sermon audio and listen to the sermons? If you really want to know what's going on, go listen to that. You might even get converted. Uh, <clears throat> the bottom line is uh, these divisions in our culture, and the people talk about that, right? There's never been a nastier time uh, in the United States than now. Uh, people are spitting each other all the time, <clears throat> you know, whether it's the president with his Twitter or people coming back. Uh, people are speaking spitefully and hatefully. And most people think it's uh, conservatives versus liberals or progressives. It's not. Just let me inform you. It's just the inner battles between conservative humanists and liberal humanists, right? <clears throat> um, that's what it really is. <clears throat> My wife often says, uh, just listen to Rush Limbaugh trying to talk to a conservative gay person. Doesn't know what to do <clears throat> with those kind of conflicts. The real battle is between Christianity, and that should be and, biblical creationism versus evolution, humanism. I mean, that's, that's really a battle. Biblical truth versus these errors. Biblical creationism versus this evolutionary monism. Uh, if you want to get a handle on this, uh, get Peter Jones. Or if anybody familiar with Peter Jones? Uh, you need to look up truth, smaller, truth X, the letter X, and change. Truth exchange. Uh, he taught here at Westminster Seminary. He was a missionary before that in France. <clears throat> he has a ministry and uh, his whole thing is oneism versus twoism, which is all the religions and falsehood in the world really basically fall down into what? Eastern mysticism, where all is one. You are God. You are part of God. The problem with you is, and for me, we've been separated from God. So what we need is what? To get rid of the maya, the illusion of differences, 
between sex, between ethnicities, between everything, and get back to what? We're all one. You really are divine. And he, he does a lot with that. I think it's very helpful. You need to read his stuff, especially for those of you who live here in California and are facing all the stuff that's going on. But it's everywhere. My PCP, primary care physician, former missionary doc in West Africa, back in the States now, <clears throat> his children go to a public school, and they're all into mindfulness, okay? Which is not innocent. It really is Eastern mysticism. So there's a lot in that. And it's really, when you get Western romanticism kind of teamed up with uh, Eastern mysticism, it's truly Wonderland. Or if you're as old as me, it's Alice's Restaurant. You know, back to the 60s. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant, okay? All these distinctions should be gone. So, five there. Do not miss the blatant religious issues in the battle. I think that's where Peter is really helpful. Don't miss the religious issue behind the LGBTQ plus issue. Because what it is, it's a religious issue. It's not just a sexual issue, okay? Um, and, of course, uh, it's very interesting. The LGBTQ plus movement is a worldly cover for Satan trying to get people to declare that they are gods over their lives. That's really what it is. Why? Transgenderism is a religious statement, even if individuals do not or cannot grasp its true nature. So if you remember screw tape later, letters, this is just a, a new demonic way of trying to confuse people and make them think they're God. Okay? So it's surely an identity issue. It's a long rambling to get to the point why. You know, are you male or female? Are you trans? What are you? Okay? It's very interesting. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I'm very self-centered as a centered, and sometimes when I travel, I don't want to be bothered. I'd rather just sleep on the plane. And I had this experience. I was going out to teach at a seminary <clears throat> and, uh, out in the Midwest. It was during January, cold. Got on the plane. <clears throat> it was nice and quiet. Nobody was bothering me from Pittsburgh to Chicago. So I say, Lord, okay, I'm selfish. Send me somebody if you want me to talk to him. Sin walks a guy that's tattooed on tattooed upon tattooed and pierced and everything else and sits next to me. Okay, Lord, I get the picture. <clears throat> Turns out he is what? He is a young man, and I got talking to him. He's a pastor's son, a denomination that used to be biblical that is sliding, and his father doesn't have problems. He's gay. Okay? So we get talking, and I said, oh, I want you to understand, I'm not afraid, you know, we'll comp you, we're doing Airbnb, you can come to our place and stay when you come, but you got to help me. I said, I'm getting old, and I'm confused. And here's what I'm confused at. For 50 years, you all have been telling me, oh, by the way, I, I, I forgot the punchline. <clears throat> oh, you came from Pittsburgh. What were you doing in Pittsburgh? <clears throat> I was at the Gay Christian Conference. Okay? So if you don't know that, that every annually now for 15, 20 years, there are a group of people who call themselves gay Christians, and they have an annual, just like this conference. I'm sure the content's different, but, you know, I said, you have to help me. For 50 years, 
have heard this again and again and again. I don't agree with it, but it's, it's what? It's genetic, right? I'm gay because my genes determine that I have attraction to same sex. Now, <clears throat> everybody's telling me gender is what? Fluid. I said, y'all have switched and baited me. It used to be biological, which by the way, there's no evidence of that that's ever been definitively proven. No genes, etc. <clears throat> that was the argument. InterVarsity and a lot of other evangelical publishers went that route. It's biological. Now you tell me gender is what? A choice. That's a psychological concept. That's not a biological concept, right? If I can be L, or, well, I can't be L. L, and he can be G, and B, and T, or Q, or any other variation, what? Day by day, right? That's what gender fluidity is. I, I am who I determined to be. Can you see the difference? <clears throat> so he said, yeah, <clears throat> in the movement, I think they called A and B, I forget which. <clears throat> A's are the ones that go, this is the way God made us. <clears throat> the Bible forbids us for expressing that, <clears throat> but we want the fellowship. The B's are the ones that go, it's okay. God approves, and you, you can switch back and forth. So you might understand this. <clears throat> uh, anyone old enough to remember a woman named uh, Martina Natrilova? Some of your nation? Who is she? No, not ice skater. She's a tennis player. Close. Uh, she comes from the Czech Republic, so ice skating would be a better guess. <clears throat> but she, she was a world champion, I think five times won Wimbledon. Now what happened is, what, about six months ago, she comes out and goes, now she's been a lifelong lesbian, right? And had been fighting for lesbian rights, gay rights. She comes out and says, I have become convinced it is unfair for someone who was born a man, has gone through a transgender operation, whatever, and when they compete in women's sports, it's not fair. The transgenders went after her hammer and tongue and vilified this woman. Her point is what? <clears throat> You're born a man, and because of biology, skeletal structure, you know, muscles, etc., have developed a certain way. And even if you get transgendered, you have a I shouldn't use a leg up, but you, you, you have an advantage over any woman. Yeah, right. See? And that's not fair. So they really can't do that. It's not, so they are very angry with her. So that's, that's where we're living, okay? And <clears throat> we're really in a, a Babel time. Remember Tower of Babel? Guy goes, hey, one language, one culture. God's brilliant. You know, can you remember you know, being on a building project and asking for something and they can't speak the language? Killed the tower real quickly. But we're in a Babel time where uh, all these voices are going on. So I want you to look through. These are not going to be uh, radically astounding things, but you need to re uh, review these because 
again, in two areas. One, evangelism, because you may sit next to a guy like that on the plane and talk to him. How are you going to talk to him? Okay, my uh, approach was more to give him questions to try to get him to think, uh, and others that may come in for counseling, okay? So let's go through this. You are your gender. That's not all you are, obviously, as a Christian, but that's something you have to think about. Number one, you face certain givens that cannot be ignored or changed, okay? We agree on that. I hope I can get an amen, okay? But there are certain things that God has done, and no matter what we do, it's not going to change that. The first thing is you're not a creature, not a God. Okay? You know that. You're an image bearer of God, Genesis 1 and 2. God gets to what? Define you, not you. We also had in Pittsburgh, I don't know why it all comes to Pittsburgh, but uh, we had a furries convention, or furies, however you pronounce that. She knows. You know what they are? These, are? these are young people who take on animal identities. Not just, even like this school. Okay. They're the what? Tri-City Eagles. Okay? No. Unless you're University of Santa Clara, you know, you want to be the banana slugs. Or the ant eaters, you know, for UC Irvine. Okay. And eaters do not put terror into people's hearts, right? And certainly not banana slugs. Disgust? Anybody seen a banana slug? I have. I mean, they literally are about as big as a banana and as yellow as a banana, and they're as ugly as anything. And they crawl around the redwoods or something up here. Okay? Tracy's seen them. So, okay. So, so there we are. <clears throat> they want to be... An animal. And so that, meow, 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 meow. You know, that's back to, you know, Prince Friday and, you know, <laughs> Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. We get that all in Pittsburgh, right, because that's where he's from, you know. I want to be a neighbor just like you. Anyway, so uh, these kids take on the persona, right? Actually, I went to a, a, a church, uh, presbytery-wide uh, men's and son's retreat, and there was a kid there that was, that was wearing fox had a tail, a fox hat, and thought he was a fox. Now, there are certain things I can, I can tell people. Uh, if you think you're a wolf, we'll, we'll take you to Yellowstone, and I'll drop you off in a certain neighborhood, and you'll find out real quickly that you're not a wolf or you're in the wrong pack. <laughs> okay? Okay. Re okay? And as I said in the other uh, seminar I just gave, if I believe I'm black, and seven feet tall, and I'm going to be an NBA center, guess what? I am going to be an unhappy guy, not only for a day, a week, for the rest of my life. <laughs> because I'm not seven feet tall, I don't have those skills, okay? So, so I'm saying the reality is there. The NBA would never even give me a tryout, let alone a contract. So you're an image bearer of God, you're not a creature. You didn't get to set up the rules. You can run from this truth, but you can't hide. Think of gravity as an example. Wife said, hey, you know, you're driving me crazy. This was my first pastorate. Go get a hobby. So someone gave me a book to, 
identify birds and I've been looking at birds ever since. But if I think I'm a bird and I jump off this building, guess what? It's only gonna take me about two seconds to find out I'm not a bird, or at least I'm a dead bird. Those things don't change. And we ought to weep over people who sit there and say, mm, I'm not this. I uh, can't remember, it's on YouTube. It's a thing, a Christian guy went onto campus at Oregon and started saying, hey, you know, <clears throat> is it okay if somebody says that they're this or that or whatever? And, oh, it's okay, you know. Like, so can I say, can, I, can a person who's not Asian say that they're Asian? No, I mean, finally when the guy says, well, I'm seven feet tall, and the guy, <laughs> no, you can't be. Well, it's not going to hurt anybody if I think I'm seven feet tall. The bottom line is there are certain givens in life that we cannot change. We are creatures, not the creator, and we can't get to define reality. And we have to be kind and gentle, but this is the reality of people who want to be what they are not. Don't you see how it's trying to be God and redefine yourself? Secondly, B, you're either male or female, and guess what? That's the only two choices that there are. Now, I understand there are genetic abnormalities, but generally speaking, and this is something you can look up, people are male or female down to the cellular level. That, that's just the way it is. You know, the imprint of maleness or femaleness is there in the body. So again, you can whack off body parts and take hormones or whatever, but it still doesn't change you down on that level. I have non-Christians that have written on this who, who, who would argue. Uh, back, uh, what, three years ago, uh, there was a magazine called The Atlantis. And uh, it was, it was pro-LGBTQ plus people who are scientists who are writing things and saying, look, people are afraid to stand up and say what the research literature actually says. There are non-Christians who are saying it's child abuse to allow a 10-year-old to decide he wants to be a woman or a 10-year-old girl who decides to be a, a boy and to begin to give them hormone therapy to prepare them for this. Why? Non-Christians, over 90% go back to their original biological identity. There's non-Christians saying this. Said, you know, no one wants to hear this, and we have to love, you know, we have to really reach out to the the community because gays and lesbians have a higher incidence of depression and suicide and drug use, all that's true, sexually transmitted diseases. But th those are the minor things compared to the fact that these people don't know who they are. God did not make a third category. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It was Adam and Eve, not Adam and a bunch of women, okay? Lamech decided to have multiple wives. And I'm not going to speak on polygamy. I'll do that hopefully in Uganda uh, in October. But the bottom line is, uh, 
Yes, there's post-fall abnormalities, but you are male or female to the cellular level. To confuse the two sexes is forbidden. It's a minor known thing in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 22. What? Men are not supposed to wear women's clothing, and women are not to wear men's clothing. Now, again, some of that's cultural, right? I'm not going to go up to a big Scots guy who's throwing those big poles and going, dude, you're a woman, you got a skirt on. I'll, I'll get wiped out on that, okay? Actually, I did wear a kilt once. My son-in-law, Joel Fitzpatrick, who is Elise's son, married our oldest daughter, Ruth. I don't know why. He's about as Irish as I am Italian, but they wanted to wear kilts, right? So I had a kilt, he had a kilt, and his dad, Phil, who's here, had a kilt also. <clears throat> People would say, what do you have under there? I said, well, have you seen Braveheart? <laughs> don't, don't, don't be asking. <clears throat> uh, so uh, there are some, but the point is, we're not to confuse the sexes. We're not to take on those identity. Okay, this is an abomination, not just a minor uh, typological faux pas. Okay, you can run from this truth, but you can't hide. For example, even if a gay or a lesbian couple, and this has happened recently, where you get, you know, Moeller pointed us out on his thing, the briefing. Um, there was a couple and said, two men had a baby. <clears throat> well, not really, okay? It wasn't accurate. It was somebody who's been transgendered, okay? But here's the deal. I'm pretty simplistic. You know? To get a human being, you need a, an egg and a sperm. And up till now, there's only one place to get each of those. Now, they're working on that with cloning and stuff, but the reality is the way God structured the universe, okay? Now, why am I saying this? Because we need to have compassion on people in a sense who are smashing their head against the wall, okay? Trying to be somebody or something they are not, okay? So, uh, this is something that is very, very, very significant. And I said, you know, uh, in sports, this is the big thing now, right? Women competing in men's sports. There's what, uh, one gal was just on the news, I saw it the other night, she lost her place in the States because there was a guy who's been competing for two years, set all the records, and he's, com he's competing as a female when he isn't. See? So this is the confusion, okay? The third thing, okay, not only are you you're not a, a god, okay, you're neither male or female, See on the next page, you are a fallen sinner born in the first Adam. I don't know about you. Are there things that you don't like about yourself? Okay? Say physically, okay? We all have lots of things we don't like spiritually, right? But physically, right? You may not. I actually have a very normal nose. It's just on a small head. <clears throat> okay? Uh, I do. I have a very small head size. Uh, so, so the reality is, uh, I... I can be upset. And there were times before I actually became a Christian, uh, raised in a Christian home, going, God, why'd you make me? I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask to be born a sinner. I can't stop sinning. You know, and there's that inherent, hey, God, it's your fault that I am who I am. 
We're a sinner in the first Adam, Genesis 3, Romans 1 to 3 and 5. Note that Paul in Romans 1 to 3 includes Jew and Gentiles in the first Adam. Again, you can run from this truth, but you can't hide. All men in the first Adam, what? Die. So these are basics, and even though the world doesn't like them and is, is resentful, and we've got people, the relatives, who, who don't like these truths anymore, th this is the way life is. We're image bearers of God. We're not God. We're male or female, and we're fallen sinners. Second major point. You are therefore a reflection of, you've been hearing this all the time, of what? The God that you serve. Okay? Let's go over two passages. Okay? He is the triune creator, sustainer, and redeemer. Okay? But, but listen to this. This is important in counseling uh, to understand and to gently explain to others. If we turn to Psalm 115. <clears throat> the contrast is between those that know and love God and those that don't. But notice what the psalmist says, 115. Not to us, O Jehovah, not to us, but to your name, give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and faithfulness. Why should the nations say, quote, where is their God? <clears throat> Our God is where? In the heavens. And he what? Does all that he pleases. Now listen to this. Here's the contrast. Their idols are what? Silver and gold the work of human hands. They have mouths, but can't speak. Eyes, don't see. Ears, don't hear. Noses, don't smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk. Uh, they do not make a sound in their throat. Those, and here, here's so important for counseling. What? Verse six, excuse me, eight. Those who make them become like them. Deaf, dumb, unable to communicate. The God that you serve, that's what you become. Okay. Uh, and then he goes on, O Israel, trust in the Lord and the contrast with the living God. Your, your New Testament equivalent, real quickly, look at Matthew 6. Uh, very well known. <clears throat> Most of you have used it probably with yourself or others in terms of, of uh, anxiety. <clears throat> uh, verse, eight, uh, verse 19 of chapter 6 of Matthew. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your what? Treasure is, there will your heart be also. Okay, so... Again, to draw it on the board, what happens? What, what drives a human being? Well, no, you're jumping the gun. <clears throat> okay? Heart, the inner man, okay? The image of God. The heart drives the person. And now, what drives the heart? The treasure. That is irreducible. <clears throat> A person who doesn't believe in God, whatever God, that's the reality. And you can see uh, connections. Why is there so much, or in the past at least, there was so much sexual immorality in Hinduism? We're studying the Hindu gods, dirty old men and women. They have bestiality on their old temples. Okay? 
Uh, why are there so many dead people as a result of communism? Because communism worships the material universe and people are just fodder for the state. Okay? So the God, <clears throat> the heart is driven by the treasure. Okay? So that's, <clears throat> that's what goes on. So <clears throat> God and his creation are a binary construction. You'll be hearing those words. Uh, the gays and lesbians, <clears throat> especially transgender, hate this word. Binary. You know what that means? Two. <clears throat> so, do you know that there are states in the United States, probably provinces of Canada, you know what they're doing now? They're thinking of changing birth certificates. Because for, what do they normally put when a person's born? Male, female, <clears throat> ethnic background. Why? Because that's an identifier. We're all talking about identity. Okay? Like it or not, a man is a man, a woman is a woman. Okay? Uh, again, if I try to go pass myself off, we're going to the Czech Republic for missions or Uganda. I mean, I can't pass myself as, off as a Ugandan unless I talk with a British accent. <clears throat> uh, I taught there once, and uh, nobody smiled at anything I said until I came in and started using a British accent. And then they all kind of woke up. I guess my South Philadelphia uh, brogue doesn't help them. <clears throat> okay? <clears throat> so God and his creation are a binary construction. The creator-creature distinction is the utmost importance. The LGBTQ plus hate binary. They actually hate that term. <clears throat> it is not a binary world. Why? You are trying to press me into what? The creator's mold. They don't like that. Hey, the husband and wife are what? A reflection of this what? Binary relationship. Yahweh and Israel. Christ and the church. Husband and wife. <clears throat> These are realities. All substitutes for the true God are satanic substitutions. Okay? Third main point, then we'll get the uh, uh, some suggested help for you for reading, and <clears throat> then I'll open up for questions. Uh, your gender is an important factor in your being an image bearer and the people that you counsel and not being a god. All humans have much in common across gender lines. Both are image bearers of God. Both should have the fruits of the Spirit, live beatitudinally, but we express these in gender-specific and complementary ways, or should. The structure of human relations is captured, I think. I won't take time to look at it, but <clears throat> one of the older uh, catechisms, I grew up in a home, former Roman Catholic, and I thought it was only Catholics that had catechisms, and then found out that that's not true. Everybody around then had them. And uh, it's listed here for you. Get a copy. Uh, Exposition of Fifth Commandments. What are the duties of superiors to inferiors? That, that means you're better, it's that you have a higher position. What are the sins? And then, what are the sins and duties of you know, people in lower position to people over them? And what are the duties and sins of equals? We don't think in those terms in the United States. In fact, people in the United States hate kings, okay, because of our history, and they hate all kinds of differences. Okay. And even more so now that uh, most of our younger generation wants to be socialists, they, they, they want to make all distinctions blurred, and so whether you deserve it or not, to get the same breaks. Okay. Uh, but these are re reflected in these ways. Okay. Human relationships are there, 
and orthodox theological constructs are at stake. I don't have time to go into it. You can get a book. It's in the bookstore. It was my doctoral uh, thesis years ago, but the, the battle for the biblical family. Evangelical feminists and others do not like the Trinity. Okay? The historic doctrine of the Trinity affects that, affects salvation, etc. Uh, I can't go into it in detail, but you can look that and read that there. There's others have written on it. Well, exhortation for life and then questions. This impacts your self-identity. Self, example, Satan versus God, Cain versus God, Lamech versus God, Enoch's generation versus God, the flood and all through the scriptures are people going, no, I don't want to be what God has made me to be. Why? Because then I'm obligated to him, right? I have to answer to him. And that's the last thing people want to do. Marriage, Yahweh and Israel, Christ and the church. Parenting is affected. Gender modeling and instruction is important. A church, elders versus laymen, the proper working out of Ephesians 4 as each part contributes to the whole. Uh, our cities, our states, our country, uh, the whole thing. Um, uh, I mentioned this in the big, uh, battle for the biblical family, but a Zimmerman who wasn't a Christian but taught at Harvard, there's an awful lot of m information that, uh, that theology really does affect. There is a law being considered in the county where I live in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, which is Allegheny County. And there's a law that's been considered by the county that anybody who does reparative therapy or tries to help someone change his or her sexual identity, it will become a crime. So uh, this is right hot off the presses, okay? Uh, global missions, it affects. We cannot afford to export a gender-confused gospel knockoff, okay? Got in an argument with a guy on a plane going to... You know, flying somewhere, he says, oh, Obama should take everything away from Uganda because those Ugandans, they still think homosexuality is wrong. I said, sir, have you ever been there? No, I have. Do you know what Martyr's Day is? No, what's that? That's when the king insisted on having sect with his pages, and there were like 14 Roman Catholic kids and 14 Anglicans who refused, and they were killed. He had them executed because they wouldn't, wouldn't give in. But every day, every year, they celebrate that, okay, in terms of their history. So uh, this is, this is uh, you know, the insider movement, if you know what that is, on steroids, okay? There really is good and evil. So here's some books real quickly, and then, and then I'll uh, open for questions. Peter Jones's book, The God of Sex, uh, How Spirituality Defines Your Sexuality, David Cook, 2006, that completes that. Nancy Piercy's book, Love Thy Body, Answering Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. Okay, Baker Books in 2018, that's helpful. This one's not so much, uh, I don't know where his background is, but Pagans and Christians in the City, Culture Wars from the Tiber to the Potomac. Uh, goes into uh, analyzing the changes in, in uh, American culture. Articles that may be helpful to you. How do we get where we are? A Cultural and Biblical Analysis of the Sexual Revolution. It's an online journal, uh, Reformed Presbyterian Theological Seminary, where I teach there, Reformed Presbyterian Journal, 4-2, spring of uh, 80, okay? Those are the pages. Gender Blending and Confusion, and that's, uh, that has been printed 5-2, the spring of 2019. So you can access those. 
I hope to get into the next one or, or a couple of ones, the cult of gay Christianity, where we see cultically now people who claim to still be Christians, I have relatives like this, to claim to be Christians, still believe in Jesus, he's the only way, but it's okay to be gay and as long as it's monogamous. You know, promiscuity we're against, but and then the biblical ethics of transsexual operation, that's still online. You can find at the Journal of Bible Ethics and Medicine uh, back there. Okay, so that's some resources to help you through this because it's something that uh, you really need to think through. Okay, questions, real quick. A starting, like a good starting point for Okay, a good starting point. The question is, what's a good starting point with someone transgender? Don't know the person. Need to start talking to the person about, well, you know, what do you think about life? You know, what happens to you when you die? Just general stuff. It used to be able to ask the Kennedy questions. You know, if you die tonight, where will you be? You know, why should God let you in heaven? Those don't work for most people. They don't even believe that there is a God, a personal God. So we... We're really in a different thing. So I think asking good questions, that's different in terms of, of evangelism. If somebody is sent in, I've had people sent in like that, and I just simply say, look, I think you're listening to the wrong people. Uh, and in this case, it's you. <laughs> you know, uh, so. Did you want to ask a question? Yes, sir. A person may not be, have, okay, the story is he became a Christian from the gay lifestyle, went back in. It could be a couple of reasons. One, he might not truly be regenerate. This is true. Or, but the other thing is that, that the gay community, at least in the past, because they've been persecuted, they're very closed. Read uh, uh, Rosaria Butterfield's, you know, stuff. Uh, you know, if you've never heard of her, look it up. She's written a couple books. She was a tenured professor, the youngest one ever at Syracuse University, teaching queer and lesbian studies. Okay, and she got converted, genuinely converted. She's married to a pastor now at this point. But, but uh, you know, she makes a big point, and she, her latest book was The Gospel Comes with a House Key. You know, if you want to really meet people, you've got to welcome them into your home. And uh, bottom line is, she says, that's something that the gay and lesbian uh, community was very strong in. So for him, it may be, oh, yeah, you, you profess Jesus, and people don't make him part of their family or take him in. I mean, he needs a place to be. So that could be part of the factor. Yeah. Well, again, each is, each is an individual. Just remember, one of the big problems in biblical counseling is that we're Americans, most of us. And, and what we want is the three causes of homosexuality and the one sure cure. I mean, even biblical counselors think like that. People are into different sinful patterns for different reasons. Some people get into the gay lifestyle because they've been, they've been molested and, and they don't know how to handle that or other... It's multiple factors. So you need to know that and have to know the individual case to talk with him. So other questions? Yes, sir. Um, I'm kind of a two-parter. Uh, if you know someone 
before they transition to a different to the opposite gender, and they ask you to call them by a <laughs> would you do that? Okay, so that's the first question. Let's take them one at a time, real quick. Uh, it depends on the person. If they're casual, uh, you know, if you're in a work situation, you don't want to get a lawsuit against you. But on the other hand, if it's just a person, I go, dude, I'm sorry, you're Harry. That's who I know you as. I mean, I know you want to be called Harriet, but I'm not trying to hassle you. But, you know, I'm calling you back to hopefully live in the reality of who you are. So it depends, again, on the person. A casual person, you know, if someone came to our Airbnb, you know, I wouldn't immediately say, because I don't know their original name anyway. So it depends on the circumstances how you would want to do that. Okay, and the second part, you said it was a two-parter. So the second part is um, if, they, if they are referring to themselves as, let's say it was a male, now referring to themselves as a female, or vice versa, um, and they ask you to refer to them as either he or she, what their new mm -hmm. identity. It depends. If they were family members or close to me, no, I wouldn't go along with it. It might cost me the friendship with them, but I'm going to go, I can't play this game. You know that. As I said to the guy, I'll comp you a room. You know, I'm not afraid, you know, because you're gay, but the bottom line is, you know I can't approve of this. I, I have relatives mad at me. I said, By the way, you know, you're coming down here. Uh, by the way, look, I don't want to have to take my two grandkids and take them aside and, and say why you guys are acting the way. Got very offended at me. Why? Because they're obviously a gay couple. And the way they act is not appropriate. Right? So I said, I don't want you. Look, if you'll be gentlemen, you can come to the Christmas celebration, you know, and I won't mention it. But if you guys are starting to, you know, to treat yourself like that, I don't want that. Can you be gentleman enough? Well, wouldn't come. But that's, that's the way I would handle it. I'm not saying it's right, but I, I would just simply say, I don't want to be in a situation. Now, if we're in adults, that's different. But, you know, I don't want to have to go with my 10-year-old, you know, grandson, you know, and sit down and explain to him, because the public school, so he probably understands anyway. But, you know, I don't want to be compromised in terms of my, you know, I wouldn't go to a wedding. If I don't think that it's a biblical, I mean, I don't even think, I think people should get married, not shack up. <clears throat> but I'm not going to go, and, and personally, I wouldn't go uh, to a wedding like that because to me, it would be approval. So, you know, so those, are, those are things where Christians can disagree, but that comes into terms of freedom in Christ and trying to prayerfully you know, wrestle through to make those decisions. Yes, one more. Okay, I, don't forget. I mean, I don't own you. We're a little over time. I'll go over time. But you know, if you want to get to your next seminar, I'll understand. But okay, okay. Uh, I'll stick around. Let me pray and let you go. Um, this is the problem. This one's such a big one that you know. I think we could do a whole conference on, you know, on this thing because we're, we're living in it and, it, and we're all going to be put in the pressure cooker, and the top's going to be turned on, and the heat's going to be torn up, and we're going to Father in heaven, we pray that you would help us. We don't want to offend anybody unnecessarily. But Lord, in the long run, you're the one that we have to really be concerned about offending. So please help us to be gentle and kind, but to be firm and biblical. In Christ's name, amen. 
Copyright 2019, IBCD. All rights reserved. More free resources are available at ibcd.org.